Welcome back. This is Frickin' Frack, Season 2, Episode 9. Hello, everybody. I know we've been a little uh, a little sloppy with this because it's summertime and we're busy, but we're back. Uh, we have a really special episode ahead we do. today, but I do just want to say I have some post-nasal drip, so my voice might be in and out. I might cough. Yeah, Who knows? But I'm here and I'm alive and well. Yeah, Erica's a protein gal, so you know how that is. I'm just, I'm just, you know. Yeah. A lot of protein, that's what happens, people. So just, you know, everything in moderation, okay? <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> we off, have, we have off really to a special a, guest today. Off to a great start. We are, we are. We're, we're off to a great start. Um, and uh, we have a very special guest here. Um, the one and only, our friend Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to Welcome our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, happy to be here. How exciting is this? I love interviewing. Yes, you're very good at it, believe it or not. Me? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you. Oh, well, thank you. Because you, like, have... <laughs> here we go. Oh, uh, here's the protein <laughs> kicking in. Yeah. The balls to ask questions that maybe most people wouldn't. Well, is, isn't this podcast called Did We Say That? Yeah. So, there we go. There we go. Yeah. We're but, you know, it. I like I like to try to be, you know, sensitive. You know. Obviously, you want to respect people and their boundaries, but, you know, but this also, is what it's all about. We've got questions. <laughs> and people can relate to this, which is why we do it. Um, we don't do this for shits and giggles. We yeah. do this because we hope to make a difference. So, it's typically, other episodes, we just kind of go with it. And then, as I'm posting the episode to the app... We think about what the name is. This one we put a little bit more thought into, and we'd like to name this episode You Think You Know, But You Have No Idea, biting off of the old MTV show. Yes, You yes. Think You Know, But You Have No Idea. Because when you look at someone, you don't know their story, you don't know their past, you don't know what they've been through, you don't know what they're currently going through. And I think it's really important to just kind of take a step back and get to know people um, to better understand them and, and be less judgmental. Yes. Um, and I feel like we, you know, that goes for everybody, but, um, I think, uh, Carolyn, I think she can do it best. She has a really relatable story. And I think, um, I'm really excited to get into it. So we're excited for you to share it. Yeah. So without further ado, so I've been in Plainview, it'll be 10 years, October. I think I've known you at least eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I continue to learn so much about you. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that's like a open-ended question, it but... It is open-ended. Um, so I mean, I grew up in Suffolk, uh, met my husband through the firehouse, ironically. Uh, we've been together 20 years. We've married 16. Um, it's more than celebrities. I know. <laughs> I know. Um... You know, I like to quilt. It's like one of my favorite things to do. I like to make things for people. Um, I found a love of gardening. Thanks, Mom. She's my master gardener. (laughs) Uh, I don't have as big a green thumb as her. Uh, I picked up the bagpipes a couple years ago. That's cool. Yeah, that was really cool when you played. Yeah, Lori is her biggest. um, Yeah, I'm I'm Carolyn's biggest fan as far as the bagpipes. I am a groupie. My my husband's band has been definitely, like, not that my band's not supportive, but my husband's band has definitely been a big supporter of, like, you should do it, but don't join ours because they're the boy band, and I would never. Uh, But they let me play with them at bars, and that's pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Um, Yeah, I like to go off-roading, take my Jeep out, play in the mud. It's never clean. Tomboyish. I like your Jeep. 
it's, <laughs> it's very pretty. Have you ever been in it? Yeah, and uh, I've and all the oh, friends just... and all the friends inside. <laughs> all my friends that don't talk back to me. That's only mm-hmm. one. Well, there's only one. Now, now there's only one. I know. I'm. I'm I'm a little Morning. sad that I couldn't say goodbye, but it's alright. He's sitting on my front porch. Feel free to come by whenever you want. Okay. Well, that that's that. I'll <laughs> <laughs> leave that open ended to whatever people want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so that's me in a nutshell. So, what was the topic of this? You said what was your thing? You think you know, but you have no idea. So, Carolyn, mm-hmm. just by looking at you, I mean, you would never know. A lot of like a lot of things. I mean, me too, right? You too. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody. 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 So, I guess you know, be kind because you just don't know. Um, so, what's something about you that if I didn't know you? Yes, that's a that's a great way to segue. What What have you been through? What are you currently dealing with? I mean, there's a lot of things. You could go back to, like, my teenage years. Yeah. You know, my dad passed away. But um, back in, like, October 2010, I was diagnosed with MS. Thankfully, it's stable now. Um, Does MS run in your family at all? No. So they say it's... Okay, so first of all, MS is um, a snow... What they call a snowflake disease. No two people have the same symptoms. That's part of why it makes it so hard to diagnose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets for misdiagnosed a lot for like other autoimmune diseases like lupus and whatnot. They all kind of yeah. pre- present themselves very similar. Um, thankfully, they seem to have caught mine pretty early. So it's kind of medication that works. Not that I don't have bad days. Sure. But um, yeah, so there's that. There's that. Um, and then that I will say, well, you know, I've told you, 2010, 2011 is probably like the worst, by far the worst 12 months of my life. Because I got diagnosed in October, um, found out I was pregnant that December, and unfortunately that March, uh, I had a miscarriage, which is way more common than people think, and they just don't talk about it. Does, does your does your MS, before we go into the, the miscarriage, does your MS affect your everyday life as far as like wanting to do things like um, like activity wise yeah. or it does? Yeah, um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm very fortunate. I know sometimes like I always think, try to remember and remind myself that like my worst day with my MS is another MS patient's best day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good way to think about it. Yeah, I know. I, I try to, to keep that in mind. Like, I can get up in the morning, and yes, there's days I don't want to get up. There's days I can't remember anything. I have brain fog. And the only way I can describe brain fog is anybody who's had COVID. That mm. fog brain, that mm. seems to be the thing that, that's MS brain fog, and I have that almost on a daily basis. If I don't write things down, I can't remember fucking shit. Mm. You know, it is what it is. Um... But, you know, I try, there's days I get up, I get in the shower, and I get out of the shower, and I'm like, I just want to go back to bed. You know, my... Exhausted? Yeah, and it's it's not even an exhaustion, it's like, I'm constantly tired. I could very easily put my head down, take a nap, probably just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a fatigue. It's literally, like, I remember when I was in high school, like, you know, you stayed up for like three days, and you didn't sleep at all, and like, that, that crash, that last, like, hour of that crash, that's MS fatigue. It's like... You physically cannot move. You're yeah. just like, I'm done. I can't do anything. And sometimes 
people find it hard to like but you seem fine like you don't look what people would classify as sick yeah and it's like I know you don't understand like I need to stop doing what I'm doing and this has been a hard lesson I'm still learning I need to stop what I'm doing and go do something else I gotta lay down I've gotta stop moving and um, it's a hard lesson when you're someone that doesn't like to sit idle like I watch a TV show but I'm doing other things I'm folding laundry and whatnot so it's to just sit in one spot and like sucks (laughs) how does that affect your your mental health like do you think having ms is a correlates with your mental health or do you yeah i think um one thing that doesn't really get talked a lot about is but and just to blanket autoimmune diseases or just Mm -hmm. diseases in general is you don't realize the toll it puts on your brain you know you wake up and am i gonna have a good day Maybe anything. Am I gonna have a good day? Am I gonna have a bad day? And you know, when if it's some things that you can kind of go, well, I just have to train my brain to go. Today is gonna be a good day, and keep telling yourself that that's the truth. Well, if you have a physical ailment, today may be a good day as much as you fucking want it to. Yeah. But it ain't gonna fucking happen. Right. You know. It's the same thing with Crohn's disease. Like what I yeah. deal with. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I have a mild case as well, and yeah. it's and I'm in remission and it's under control. But there are times where I'm just like. You know, because it, it's autoimmune. It's yeah. like, I'm tired, my stomach, you know, it doesn't, you know, I don't feel right. Like, I'm run down. It's more of like a run down feeling sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm fl- like, I don't want to say flaring because I'm in remission, but on a non, not a perfect day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I completely understand where you're coming from in that sense. Because physically too, like sometimes I, same thing. Sometimes I just need to like sleep it off. Yeah. Just to feel better. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I, I completely I completely understand where, where you're yeah. at there. Um, and, and some people just don't get it. They're no. like, well, you were fine two hours ago. Why, why can't Why're you? Well, because I can't. Right. And your body... And you can't at, control it's, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's out of, your, it's out of yeah. our control. Right. Like, I don't have an auto, autoimmune disease, but I have um, basal vagal, which mm-hmm. means my blood pressure is lower than everyone's on the average. And when a normal person stands up, it rises. Mine lowers. And if it drops below a certain point... I can think. So I know in the summer, I'm super cognizant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're supposed to have all the salt. I don't like salt. I wish it was sugar. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, so I'm like downing salt or I'll be like doing something if I know I'm going to be out all day. Do you feel... So that, that's what I do. And like I know in the summer, I'm a little bit more weary of doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your life has been hindered? Like... Do you monitor or restrict yourself because you're afraid of something? Or um, is it not heat-based? Is it not yeah, weather-related? I don't, I don't all know. All of the above. Okay. So with MS, you have to be very careful with the heat. I mean, okay, I marched two miles on July 4th in Ugh. a parade. Don't ask me how I made it. There were a couple of times that I was like, I can blow the pig up and make noise, but I've got to stop walking if I do. So I just kind of pretended to play the bagpipes for a couple mm-hmm. of sets because it was that or I was going to pass the fuck out. Like, right. Um, yeah, the heat definitely affects a lot more, especially more as I'm getting older, Mm -hmm. um, more if I'm just hanging out outside, I find it hits me faster. And I know it sounds weird. It hits me faster than if I'm outside doing things because your brain isn't, your brain is on something else than the heat. And I think that I've done, overdone it like July 4th, um, by myself, but at the same time, the, the cold really bothers me. Mm, um, like your joints, you feel it more? Yeah, my joints, so my joints freeze in the winter and they swell in the summer. Mm. <laughs> they also, it's, it's dietary. I know I don't have the best diet. 
I'll admit it. Um, you know, but there's no right or wrong. It's not like celiacs or, yeah. or crunch where it's like, well, if you don't eat right. this, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. there's it nothing will help keep it from acting up, like right. Right. kind of thing. There, there really is none of that. Yeah. But um, oh no, definitely, it definitely hinders you, and it's being more conscious of things. And I yeah. think that it's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You think about it, and you're like, all right, today is like a thousand fucking degrees outside. What, what, here's my list of things I have to get done. Yeah. What am I actually going to accomplish? Yeah. 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 So, so I, I know you said that, you know, when you were diagnosed in October, then you found out you were, you were pregnant in December. Like, mm-hmm. how did that all affect you all at once? I mean, it, that, that's a lot to take in. Yeah. It's a negative it's and, a, and a positive. positive and yeah. it's like, how do you deal with all that? Um, it's scary. It is. And it. To, to back it up, even one year prior, I had had, um, so I found out I'm a carrier for the HPV virus, and my annual came back abnormal, and the doctor I was going to at the time was like, all right, we're going to go in, and they do a leap procedure, and basically it's some sort of laser thing, and they take out the precancer cells from your cervix, and you go on, and at the time, I should have followed my gut, and I don't, don't play, ever play the what-if game, because it's not going to change anything. Yeah. Um... Should have done something then moved over to a high-risk doctor and then but we didn't think anything of it And then when I got pregnant like almost a year later That was the first thing of like, okay. Well, the doctor's talking about putting the stitch in What do I need to do like and they at first they were like, no, 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 you're fine And then a couple of weeks later they were like, yeah, you're sir. You have an income what they call an incompetent cervix Basically it means my, my cervix was too thin People don't realize like your cervix. If you make a fist, that's technically how thick your cervix is supposed to be. We'll use quotations and say supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, and as the baby grows and whatnot, it thins out, and that's how it opens the, the baby. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anatomy lessons for the day. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you have an incompetent cervix, they said they don't know if mine was thin to begin with. Mm-hmm. If it was thin to begin with, then the doctor made it thinner without realizing it, or we don't know. Again, I'm not gonna play the what if game, and I would never. I just don't go to the doctor anymore. Um, but yeah, so when I found out I was pregnant, like, that was the first thing through my head. And I was like, all right, I'm 11 weeks. We're good. So far, so good. We're mm-hmm. good. And then um, I went for my 20-week work, uh, checkup. And they were like, uh, yeah, you have to go to the hospital. You're, you're dilated. We have to put a stitch in. Again, the doctor, I probably should have had to put in either before I got pregnant, right after the procedure, or as soon as I found out I was pregnant. I'm not playing that game. But, um... Yeah, and I was home on bed rest for four weeks. Wow. And that is boring as how fuck. I, I can imagine. I can only imagine. I like, would just yeah. lose my mind. And this was pre-net, I mean, it was 2010. This was pre-Netflix, Hulu, yeah. right. whatever you're was on. You're watching cable. Yeah, you're watching, yeah. Yeah, it sucked. Not even like Yeah. So, if you don't mind me asking, having been diagnosed with MS, pregnancy, and then you said that you suffered um, a miscarriage. People have miscarriages all the time for uh, a plethora of reasons. Mm-hmm. Do you think MS played a part in that? I don't know. Um, medically speaking, I haven't heard of it being an issue in the, the staying pregnant part. Um, but who knows? Again, I, there isn't enough research. Sure. You know, there's so much research and um, knowledge about so many other diseases and something as common. I mean, they say, the last time I looked at the statistics, 
every hour of every single day someone gets diagnosed with MS. Wow. Wow. And you don't realize, and it's across the globe. Wow. And when you think about that, you're like, all right. And you look at all these other diseases that, and not to downplay them at all, but like cancer research, and there's this research, and there's that that research, and there's so many other big things that are just as bad. Like, I'm not going to downplay them. Mm -hmm. But this needs its own voice and it's just not there it's yeah. getting more common thank god for hollywood as much as i hate them you know yeah it's, it's an open it's becoming a o- more open discussion yeah. you, you know? got what's her name um christina, christina Applegate. Applegate. Yeah, no no not um, even her selma blair yeah selma blair yeah. i mean she's yeah. really Ugh. a really bad case of it I and mean, that's you know and that's the thing it's also there's different people need forms. to see it yeah, like Montel Williams. I mm-hmm. mean, he was diagnosed like a long a time, long time, long time ago. I didn't even know he had it. Yeah, you couldn't even. T- I mean, obviously, you, you know, but it didn't seem like it was as bad as Christina Applegate. Yeah, at the Hollywood, getting her Hollywood star with a cane. Yeah, and well, that's, you know, a, that's the thing you also have to realize. So there's different forms of MS. There's what I have, which is relapsing, remitting, and think like the stocks. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And the up is good, and the down would be a flare-up, or no matter how small it is. And it goes up and down, and literally just keeps going oh. up into the progression of the disease. And you don't really want that, but yeah. it is what it is. And you take medication to kind of hopefully slow that. Um, there is primary progressive and secondary progressive, where you don't really have the downs. You just have it It just up. keeps getting. Yeah, yeah a friend of ours... Um, his co-worker's wife and this is where it falls into the like be kind when you're talking to people there's always somebody that's gonna say oh i know somebody that has it or i know somebody that's had that happen or whatever and some people it's not not being insensitive it's just they don't realize what they're saying so like he was saying his um how lucky i was that's the insensitive side of it he doesn't mean it that way i love this person to death but his co-worker's wife was diagnosed and was six months later, she had secondary progressive and didn't even know it. Six months later, she was in a wheelchair. And they had two little kids and like the whole night. And you're like, and again, that's why I always say, like, my worst day is probably her good day. Yeah. And so I'm very thankful. But, you know, people don't realize when they say things. And you're like. They're trying to relate it. it. Yeah. They're trying so to understand. Kind of run with it. Most people are pretty nice. Yeah. There's always that woman outside the restaurant that day. Yeah. yeah. So now, so. with a flare-up, so for me, like I've passed out less than a handful of times and each time I know something's wrong but I can't even say the words and I'm down Mm -hmm. so there is no like and then there are other times (laughs) excuse me where I'll feel like shit I'll feel shaky I'll feel what I can only imagine a diabetic feels when their sugar is low Mm I won't actually pass out, but I'll just feel like shit. Yeah. And like, even like my daughter will look at me and she'll know something's not right. Yeah. And I get really quiet or I'll get really snappy because I'm like, you know, because something's not right. When you have a flare up, do you have a warning? Do you just, you know? Um, so it's, it's, and that's where the fun of this disease is. It's hard to tell. So, um, little TMI every time I get my cycle every month mm-hmm. leading up to it. So usually like four or five days before I get, I feel like I'm coming down with the flu. I'm mm. like, oh, well, is it the flu? Right. Am I getting my beard? Yeah. And I track it so I know, okay, That's it's probably sick. this. And yeah. I take precaution just in case it is like the flu, whatever. Sure. Um, it's the same thing with me with the Crohn's. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. I get the runs. So it's like, oh, do I, am I having a flare up or is it just my period? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so on top of it, um, my symptoms act up. Mm-hmm. Like I know, and it's, Sit on your leg and have it go numb. 
that's what my one of my symptoms are. But I can function. Unlike like when your leg actually goes numb, you stand up and you hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can function. Um, it's probably because you're so used to it now, right? Or even it was one of my first symptoms. Um. So like how I got diagnosed, I was working full time in New Hyde Park. I was going to school full time, so four nights a week till ten. So how old were you when you got diagnosed? I just turned thirty. Okay. Which is very a very common age. Okay. Yeah, and like the late twenties, early thirty, early to mid thirties, kind of is very common. Um. So, and I wore, you know, my heels. I wore very big heels to work every day. And then I would take them off and put my flip-flops or sneakers on and go off to school. And uh, I'll never forget it. It was Columbus Day weekend. And my legs were numb. Like, I'd been numb. And it was, like, the funniest feeling. Like, you could run your hands. Tingling. Yeah, like, run your fingernails down. It was, like, weird. But I could function with no problems. And then it felt like um, my feet were on fire, which I've come to learn is similar to a neuropathy. It's like a symptom of neuropathy. My feet felt like they were on fire and I had sneakers on. Yeah. So I asked one of the guys at my husband's firehouse and I was like, I know you're you're an ear doctor and I'm not asking for a diagnosis, but what doctor would you go to for this? Yeah. So he sent me to an he said, go to an orthopedist. I went to an orthopedist. They did an MRI of my lumbar and thoracic. And the very top of my thoracic, they found a very big white, which means very active lesion. Um, I wasn't home 20 minutes. They called me in the office. They're like, all right, it could be viral. It could be this. It could be that. It could be MS. Let's not freak out. Let's do more testing. And then we're going to sit that I'm sitting in class and I must have been leaning against the desk really hard. And I thought at the time, like I must have bruised a rib. I didn't realize I was numb. The whole Ugh. left side of my chest up to my bra was numb. Shit. So the next morning I'm at work and my husband's working the ambulance in that precinct. You know, he would stop by every so often, and I had called him, and I was like, you know, it really fucking hurts to breathe, and that's the MS hug. Put Spanx on. Wear them all fucking day, and you want to rip it off at the end of the day? Right. That's what that feels like. It's like a compression around your chest. It's yeah. just, un- not horrible, but it's just uncomfortable. You can't wait to get it to stop. Right. But I didn't know what it was. And he was like, all right, if it's really bad, I'm going on a job. So he was going to pick up a patient. He's like, if it's really bad, call me back, and I'll have someone transport you. So I called him back. He was busy. Obviously, he was working, and uh, he called back a few minutes later and got my coworker, and he was like, she goes, I think it's worse than Carolyn's letting on. Well, I had half of Massacani Ambulance Bureau, which means every ambulance is two cops, so a million cops and new Hyde Park Park apartment in my branch. Wow. I was like, oh, hi, guys. I can drive myself to the hospital. Like, no one needed to take me. But yeah, they died. They, they brought me and I spent the rest of the week there. They did a two and a half hour MRI, which I do not recommend. To oh, no. yeah, you gotta stay still too for that long. I can sleep. I pull up paper towel two time. I've been going through MRIs since I was a teenager, um, which looking like- back was probably the beginnings of MS with my migraines. Mm. Um, but we just didn't know at the time. Yeah. So they don't bother me. And they're much bigger than they were when I was a teenager. Mm. That was rough. But uh, yeah, and a spinal tap, which I wouldn't wish upon the oh, Yeah. Ugh. Done by a resident and attendee. Oof. Yeah, that nightmare. Um, but yeah, so that's, and that's with a shit ton of steroids. <laughs> Not the fun ones that make you vulgar. <laughs> the ones that make you sweat like a horn church. Um, yeah, and that's how I got diagnosed. Oh, and it was it literally, and I remember driving to school like a week later, and I'm on the phone with one of the guys I've known, as long as I've known Evan, and his girlfriend at the time has progressive MS like she is definitely far further progressed unfortunately than than I have and I remember talking to him and he's telling me I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this and I had to stay away from that I had to stay away from this whatever and I remember hanging up the phone with him 
they got to my classroom and you know they say the proverbial brick wall you hit mm. oh I hit it and I just sat there bawling my eyes out my classmates were like are you okay like they knew what happened like missed midterm week because <laughs> I was in the hospital yeah they're like are you okay like what's going on I was like no I don't know you know we've learned to deal with it kind of since but yeah so it, it was kind of a roller coaster year but um you can you um talk about a little bit about the, the miscarriage and, yeah. and how that like affected you and and you know like even now to this day because I know it was a long time I, I know it was yeah. a while though yeah so um I found out I was pregnant and then we had an, we had a little issue but I was fine and then I said we hit the 20 week everything seemed to be kind of trooping along we were good I hit 20 weeks and they were like Meh, and they sent me to the ER so back up to Minahasset born in that hospital you know, I've been there a million times. Um, so we go back and uh, they put the, the stitch in. It took them the full time to do it because I had so little cervix at that point. So that's why they sent me home on bed rest. Um, thinking back, I think I should have also been on steroids. Steroids are given to a lot of women when they know the child's probably going to be preemie or isn't developing mm-hmm. as fast as because it, it helps them develop. Um, when they consider 25 weeks viable. Okay. Um, the likelihood of baby surviving, you know, 25 weeks past is why they say viable. I was home 24 weeks to the day. I don't know. Evan was home, so I think that we must have been going to the doctor or whatever, and I, I started spotting. I didn't have, I had no pain. Um, at that point, we knew we knew it was a boy. We knew what we were going to name him. We didn't tell anybody, but we were naming him Liam after my Uncle Bill, who passed away a few weeks prior um, and whatnot. And we go to the doctor, you know, rush me into the ER. And uh, they were like, yeah, you're you're so far progressed. Like, there's not a whole lot we can do. Um, they induced the lever. And then the kick in the pants, thank you, Nassau County, but... Um, it is your responsibility to do something. Thank God for Evan's uncle. Evan, Evan's uncle and him um, and our friend Larry who worked at the funeral home took care. I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I, had, I didn't have mm-hmm. to get it. Like, thank God. Like, I had Evan and I had the support team that I did because honestly, that was horrible. I don't wish, you know, six hours of, of hard labor. I remember watching the tsunami on the TV. Because mm. <sighs> it's the only mm-hmm. thing that was mm-hmm. on. Um, I wouldn't let Evan in, in the room with me because I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Thinking back, I would probably have gone about it completely differently. Yeah. But um, there's nothing I could do about it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you, yeah. So, so after that, like after that whole thing happened like what was like what was your I guess game plan after that like did you guys ever consider having uh, more kids yeah like did you want to try again or did you think that it wasn't gonna happen or like like what was your like talk with Evan like like so it kind of it was like a it's kind of run the gambit um I ended up following my gut and changing to the Irish doctor that I go to now. I love him. Um, he's a really funny man, but a great doctor like everybody in the office I love. And um, they're like, all right, we're going to go in. They put in, they call it a prophylactic cerclage. So basically they go in 
through your belly button. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when they remove your gallbladder, but the other direction. Yeah. And they, they put a stitch around the top of your cervix. And the hope is that if you do get pregnant, excuse me, the um, scar tissue will be enough to kind of keep the cervix together without spreading out too thin and get you further along in the pregnancy. And um, so we had Don. I was like, fuck you, fine, we'll do it. And um, there was no way that first year, like I couldn't, I couldn't even talk about it. Without yeah. bursting into I'm tears, sure, sure. and um, over the years, I know I'm sure uh, Evan might have a, you know, I know he always wanted kids. We want kids, like don't get me wrong, but the thought of mentally going through that mm-hmm. and the possibility of having it happen again to this day, I, I can't. I, I just can't. I can't mm-hmm. even bring myself to it. So, so that so that outweighs. Yeah completely i mean yeah. you know it's, it's 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 nothing against men and obviously they have desire to no. but when a woman's body goes through that that's just you experience it not that he didn't experience loss and 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 he wasn't there with you every step of the way of course he was yeah but it was well, your body and i just and i, I it's just so out, different i luck out in that respect that my husband being first responder has a different outlook on things sure he has a different outlook on trauma so he gets it mm-hmm you may not get it from a female. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And he, how could, how could anybody? But, that's you know, not... he looks at it and he says, okay. I'm right. not gonna, he's not pushing you into it, right. right. you know, kind right. of thing. But he's like, okay. And yeah. that's, you know, we've discussed it. We've discussed it many times and yeah. decided, you know, we're going to, spoiler, are now three nephews. Um, you know, they're little still, so spoil them to death. Like, so, like, I mean, I know that people ask me because they, you know, people know that I'm going through IVF and all yeah. of that, and they always say, well, you know, why are you so stuck on your DNA? Like, why don't you, you know, if you really want a kid that bad, why don't you adopt or do surrogacy? Like, how do you, how, like, what is your feeling on the, on that? And those are the questions I hate. I yeah. get it. I know, I it's get annoying, because it, like, it's like, I know, it, it's yeah. like, well, you could, you could just adopt, or you can... Yeah. Are you going to pay for my adoption? Because do you have any fucking... No one realizes just how expensive that is. Thank you. You (laughs) Because I feel like I I keep saying that and nobody gets it. The heartache of it, of like, we have a kid. We don't have the kid. We have the kid. That's almost as bad as going through it. The pregnancy side of it. Like, that's just as traumatic. And, you know, we've always been open to the idea of Mm -hmm. adopting. I don't have 20 grand to just yeah. Yeah. do it. People don't get that. But, yeah, yeah. people, it, co- it could cost that yeah. even more. Yeah. Depending. yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. So I had a kid before I ever got a chance to be able to make that decision whether or not I wanted yeah. kids or whatever. I was still a kid. And um, Jess was a, <laughs> excuse me, premature baby. Mm-hmm. She was born two months early. Um, she was in the NICU. Three pounds, thirteen ounces, and they lose ten percent of that. And she was seventeen inches long, so she was a nice size. Other than her being underweight, Wait, yeah. she was a decent sized baby. Um, and I was only five pounds, eleven ounces. I was two weeks late, so. Um, and I'll never forget in the NICU, there were a mom and a, like married, good people, ready, and their son was also born the day Jessica was born, and. Jessica would progress and progress and progress and gain little because you had to be like I think five pounds for them to release from the hospital whatever and that baby just wasn't and Jess was in the hospital I had her January 7th and she was in the hospital for like three I think she went home like January 25th I want to say 
And I just know that that baby was still in there, still fighting for his life, as far as I remember. Yeah. And from that moment up until now, I've had such guilt because obviously I understand, I don't look at myself as such, but like I was a victim in that situation. But like I look at you or, or you and or, or and when Rory was going through, I mean, obviously she got her happy ending and that's wonderful yeah. for her, but yeah. like the immense guilt that I have, like I sneezed and I got pregnant. Yeah, she was premature, yeah. but knock on wood, there was no complications. She had a bit of jaundice, most babies do. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. the, you know, and like even now, like I'm in a serious relationship and- um, Sorry, that's my mom. <laughs> I'm in a serious relationship, you know, he's divorced, I'm divorced, he has a kid, I have a kid, you know, if and when we ever decide to get married, like, there's a part of me, like, I don't want to have any more kids because Jess is older and why would I want to start from scratch and he has a little girl that I can enjoy without, you know, gaining the 60 pounds and then putting my body through that, but then there's a part of me that's like, I never got to experience that with somebody, you know, like, have I convinced myself all these years that I don't want to have kids because of the trauma that I went through? Mm-hmm. Or is it whatever? Like, ultimately, I, I I don't know the answer to that because we're playing the what-if game. Yeah. You know, I know in my brain one thing, but, you know, you convince yourself yeah. of things. But there's, there's also that stigma of, of people look at it as, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed Just to grow get, up, you're yeah. supposed to go to college or not, and get right. yourself get a married, job. Get married, have kids. Buy a house, have kids, right. da, da, da. I mean, you can't have kids. People look at you like you're... Selfish. Or, or, if, or, or if you don't even want kids. Like, right. I know people who just choose not to have yeah, kids yeah. And, and that's, and that's cool. okay and yeah. some people, people it's not for everybody yeah and some people look at them like they're selfish no mm-hmm. they're not no they're not that's their choice that is their choice my choice is my choice your choice is right. your choice right. I would never judge you right. but it's like I remember I was saying I was telling you guys before we were down um, we were in the city um down, we were at O'Hara's. It's downtown, mm-hmm. right next to the World Trade Center. And we go there we, at the time. We're going every year on 9/11. And I ran into a friend of a a friend, and the friend happened to be pregnant. And the the friend I ran into actually had the audacity to ask me if I was jealous. I was like, I'm jealous of anybody that can have a kid. Yeah. At the same time, I am so unbelievably overjoyed that this person is having a child and yeah. able to have a child. Right. That's, how, that's how I feel too. You're Why? jealous of like the prince, yeah. like the fact, yeah. not the person. Yeah. Anybody I see the, the ability. I don't even know you and I see you're pregnant. There's always going to be that little pang that's Ink. like, ah, oh, I wish that was me. But it's not. So how else can I live my life to the fullest? Like I said, well, I- yeah, I was I was just gonna ask you, like, how how do you overcome? Like, how do you deal with that? Because, like, I mean, you know my situation. I don't even. I'm still in limbo, right? Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be a parent or if we're gonna be as people say, dink, like double income, no kids. But it's really double income. We're still struggling, but whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'm either gonna go like one path that way with no kids, or I'm gonna be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, like, how do you overcome? Like. How do you overcome that knowing that, like, all right, like, uh, this, this, this is it. Like, um, like, how do you, <sighs> it's not an overcoming. It's, uh, it's a handling and it, because it's overcoming means you, to me has always meant you figured out what the problem was. You figured out how to fix it. You made it better. You've learned how to deal with it you and past. you moved past it. 
something like this, you don't learn to move past it. You learn to live with it. Like, it's, you learn to live with that seeing that woman that's pregnant and always having that little pain. But at the same time, total stranger, hope, you know, hoping that they have an easy pregnancy. I feel that way too. You know, there's that. and It's it's not a jealousy. It's, no. just, it's no. just a sadness for yourself. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it's something you just kind of learn to... And I hate this term, but you just kind of learn to live with it. it. You kind of do... You find other things to occupy your time. You find thing, other joys in life, like the bagpipes, um, the firehouse, things like that, to fill your time. And you find ways to help others. You know, like there's, it's not the same as babysitting. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, but if someone needs help with something, I try to be the first one to jump at it if it's something I can physically do. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that friend with kids, maybe they're better qualified, but they can't because they have kids. And and you know what, too? Like, speaking from somebody that has a child and did it on my own, like, everything is always, the grass is always greener, right? Exactly. You know, like, um, when you have a kid, you know, and you want to go on vacation. Look, people travel with kids all the time, so it's not a matter of whether you can or can't. Mm -hmm. But now you're going off of... Um, a school schedule you're going off of the extracurriculars which might be totally different than the school schedule Mm -hmm. Um, you know they have plans when they get older with friends Uh, you're waking up at 2 a.m. you want to go out to dinner did you get a sitter you always have to think what if the sitter cancels you know what if you won tickets to something every you can't just get up and go right you know like now Jessica's 18 She's the babysitter. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like my boyfriend, he's divorced. So when his daughter is with, the, like tonight, when he gets out of work, like we don't have any plans, but whatever we decide to do, I don't have to worry about food, yeah. right? We could just get up and go tomorrow. Get up and go, you know. Whereas, you know, when Jess was younger, you got to think about yeah. all twenty-five other things, and then be home by a certain time because one, you're paying for it. So not only are you paying for the date night or, or whatever it is that you're doing, now you're paying somebody else and you want to be respectful of their time. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. Yeah. That's not a reason not to have kids. I'm not trying to yeah. uh, no. put it a negative. But I'm just, I'm just trying to think, like, how do people, I guess in our situations, how do you learn to live with it? How do you learn mentally that it's, that it's okay? Because, I mean, look, I've been... I've been going through this almost three years now, it'll be in October, and I've done IUIs, I've done fibroid surgery, I've done transfers that weren't successful, and we have one embryo left, and if if it doesn't work, like, we're, that's it. So, like, I'm trying to, not to say that it's not gonna work, but like, prepare. prepare. Like, it's a 50, right now, at this point, it's a 50-50 shot. You know, I'm gonna be 42 in April, like, you know, I'm not not young anymore. How do you prepare for something like this? Like, if it doesn't work, it's okay. I'm trying to, I mean, you know, I, you know me, I go to a shrink. I've been going Same. to a shrink for many years. I, there's nothing I, wrong with there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. Way. Mental health. I, I talk about it, and I and that's one of the reasons why I like talking about it on the podcast, because I know other people are afraid mm-hmm. to talk about it, and, and, and this, is a, this is a very important topic, in my opinion, that people need to hear. Yeah. How do you, like... How do you prepare for something like that? Like, you really can't. Um, I think in, and this is going to sound like people are going to think I'm batshit crazy, but I think the, 
having MS kind of helped make that decision, kind of made it for us. Like if I, I mean, I'll be 43 next month, so like forget my age for a moment. If we yeah. turned around when I was 33, and my MS was still all over the place, let's say it was stable, if I had wanted, we had decided, okay, let's try again, I'd have to be off of those medications for a minimum of six months. So who knows where we'd be in six months, right. you know, physically wise with the MS, before we could even start trying. And then you have the whole like mental of like, is it gonna work? Is it gonna happen? And you all, we all know that the more you stress about it, the less it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know, less likely it's gonna happen and whatnot. And I think it, it sounds so callous, but I think it kind of helped resign to that. You kind of go, okay, this is my normal. This is the hand I was dealt, whatever it is. This is the hand I was dealt. And how am I going to make the best of it? That lemons into lemonade. Right. Stick in fucking vodka, fuck the lemonade. You know, kind right. of thing. And you you kind of have to, and that's something you guys have to, you have to navigate for yourself mm-hmm. and you and, you and your husband have to navigate for yourselves. And like, I think having a, anybody who can talk to like your podcast like whatever you're doing I think it helps because you're then subconsciously making decisions in your head before you've actually realized you're making that decision Mm -hmm. of like okay this is gonna work it's gonna work it's gonna be great but if it doesn't work okay we're done we're not doing this anymore and then it's what are the other options what are our other choices do we still do we do this do we do that do we do this do we do that or we just say like we're, we're for parents we're and, that done, and that's it but I think you yeah. also fill your life with other things so right. if you're not a parent then quote unquote you have extra time you have different availability you know and you can travel more or you can well I mean I mean that that would be what it would be I mean it's yeah. it's kind of like do we get an SUV or do we get a sports car it's kind of like those are the paths get a Wrangler yeah right yeah. <laughs> a red one Whatever. But that's how different well, the paths would be. Do yeah. you get what I mean? Like right. it's so apples and oranges. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You well, know the thing, like I think back, like so I had this little green Honda Civic and I loved it. Bought it off of eBay, thanks to my mother in law. Mm-hmm. And it was great until I went through the edge of a puddle in the rain and got water on my air intake. How I don't know because it driven through deep ass puddles and nothing but anyway so I got a Nissan Rogue and I loved that car but it was bought because at the time I, by then I knew I was pregnant and I was like well this makes sense and it's right. a great car mm-hmm. and I highly recommend it to anybody and it's, it is what it is and then I kept it and then when I was graduating college I remember turning to Evan because it was having some issues and I said I want a Wrangler I wasn't planning on take, doing anything that I do to it. I was planning on keeping it stopped. Fuck the soft top. I'm never taking the doors off. No, we're not mm. taking it off road. I don't want to take it to the beach. You okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know who that person was. But he was like, okay. So we looked into it and here's Scarlett, you yeah. know? But, and I know plenty of people that have kids and have babies and want to have wrinkles. Like, it's not a, yeah, right, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's not a, a, you can't do it kind of thing. Although you'll get funny looks. Um, screw them. But um, <laughs> I think if I, I mean, if things had worked out differently, Liam would have been about four and a half when I graduated college. I probably would have kept the Rogue or would have gotten something else similar. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten that Jeep. But then if I hadn't gotten the Jeep, I wouldn't have met some of the people in the Jeep world that have become 
fam- like such close friends that they're family to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine my life without them. So right. it's like... And I just feel like everything happens right. the way so that it's, it's supposed to happen. I get, yeah. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a step you, no, in anything in life. You have to decide. Like, um, I wanted to ask you something personal. Okay. Um, hopefully this is okay. Um, when Mother's Day comes around... Or, you know, how do, how do you feel about that? Like, I we know you're for a mom, but you did, you did, <laughs> Love Biscuit, but we do feel, but you did technically, you were a, a mother to a human being. Yeah. How, some, does, how does that affect you? Like, Mother's Day and Father's Day has always been um, a little different. You know, my dad passed away like in a cinema 16. Um, so Father's Day has always been a little different for me. I am blessed to have an absolutely wonderful father-in-law. So in the morning, I I go to the cemetery. I used to get sunburned. Thank God the, t- the tree has grown up. Mm-hmm. No. But, you know, my dad did air traffic control during Vietnam. And I sat and watched Republic. I would sit and watch, I'd have breakfast and I'd sit and watch the planes. And go out, then go spend the day with my father-in-law. Um, mother, Mother's Day especially this year has fallen into a slightly different realm because I was always blessed like my mother is still here and it was the navigating my mother-in-law and my mom which is a whole other can of worms navigating the day with the two of them and then unfortunately she passed away last my mother-in-law passed away last September so Mother's Day this year was different you know it was My mom is still one of the most important people in my life, but how do I celebrate her while still honoring my Mm mother-in-law? But, um, so it's, it's finding it and it, it hurts, but it's finding that honoring the the moms in my life, whether it be my mom, my mother-in-law, my cousin, makes it easier to not concentrate on the... I'm not mom. I don't have a kid. People don't look at me like I'm a mom. You know? Like, yes, I had a fucking baby. Yeah. And those that know me know what that means. But to a stranger, I'm not a mom. So it's... It's not easy. And I'm never going to say it is. I know Father's Day sucks is just as much for my, my husband. Yeah. But again, you kind of find... And, and maybe you can kind of understand yeah. this not yeah. having your parents yeah you find a different way of celebrating and honoring the day yeah where you're comfortable where you are without becoming the shell of the yeah either putting yourself in a bubble or getting the woe is me because in the eyes of most of the world I'm not a mom but I don't want that pity party yeah. I'd rather spend the day honoring those yeah that you know do it every day. They are that they are they you know, not that I'm not a mom, but like have somebody that calls them mom. You know, and honoring them. You know, I think for me, just to jump in there, I'm a mom. But I don't have my mom. Right. So to me, I hate Mother's Day. I hate Father's Day. Now, I am a mother and my daughter, you know, like she'll make me breakfast in bed and people will say happy Mother's Day and that's all good and fine. But it's not about, I'm somebody's mother, but when your mother is not here, it's like you're always doing for somebody else, right? You're not right. doing for you. Yeah. So it doesn't take away the pain of 
what you've been through and, right. and that you don't have that yeah and where you should have and i i know i'm sure like where i work part-time you know everybody i don't care i will say merry christmas mm-hmm. i'm the happy holidays kind of thing i kind of do both but on if I'm I mean I try not to work Father's Day or Mother's Day but I will not say it to anybody yeah because I don't know that, mm-hmm. that woman standing in front of me making that return could have been in the same kind of shoes I am and me turning around and wishing her for her her side her family a happy Mother's Day could really be a nice to ruin her day and I try I just I've just come to the because I, would, I, I don't know them again I don't know their story I don't know who they right. are that's so funny that you mentioned that because I, my sister actually got mad at me for not wishing her a happy Mother's Day. So this is kind of like the opposite. Yeah. But I'm like, you're not my mom. You're my sister. If I'm going to wish somebody a happy Mother's Day, it's going to be my mother. It's going to be my mother-in-law. And I feel like, you know, if I had to wish a happy Mother's Day to all of the people that I know who are moms... I'd be on the phone. I'd be on the, my phone, literally texting, calling all day. Yeah, do you like, know what I mean? So it's like I, I get where I get what yeah. you're saying because so it, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like if you don't say it, you could piss somebody off. Yeah. But if you don't say it, you might be kind of relieving them in the way because we don't know what they're going through either. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's like a double edge. So it's like it's like you can't win. Either yeah. way with that. Yeah. I don't want to say Happy Mother's Day or Father's Day to anybody no. anymore. I'm like, done. Like, <laughs> no. I just want to in do that, it. In that same respect, I, you know, I'll turn around like, our cousin is mom. I'll, have, I'll say Happy Mother's Day to her. Yeah. I'll say Happy Mother's Day, obviously, when my mother-in-law is alive. My yeah, mom, sure. like, sir, like my cousin's mom, like, if I see her, whatever. Like, there's certain people, like, if I know you're a mom and I mm-hmm. see you on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. I'm going to wish you a Happy Mother's Day. Sure. You're not regardless. On purpose. No, yeah. But past that, the same with Father's Day, past that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a tough and people, and people have to. I feel like people don't understand that. People don't get it. And yes, we have a day dedicated to moms and dads, but we need to. It should. You should be honoring them every day. Yeah. It shouldn't oh, yeah. just be one designated well, day for that. I it's mean, like my favorite meme is like Valentine's. Like, oh, you don't have a Valentine on Valentine's Day. There are people that don't have a mom on Mother's Day and a father yeah. on Father's Day, and like, it just puts it in perspective. Yes, if you're that single person on valentine's day is sure it sucks it's i mean if, it's a homework it's holiday. homework but that's but so is mother's it's day so is father's day yeah. you know it's all bullshit but if you're in that boat that you don't have a dad you don't have a significant other yes it's a hallmark holiday you could know it all day long it still sucks it still sucks it sucks but even though you caught you know it's hallmark you know well, that you people, love me on, on February 14th. I hope you love me on October 14th, too. Right. Yeah, you know, right. like, exactly. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but in that moment, it sucks. Sure yeah. it does. Well, it's also like, but then you also have, like, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not a Hallmark holiday. Right. It's my, actually one of my, it's actually my favorite yeah. holiday. Yeah, Thanksgiving and 4th of July. I, I detest Christmas for, yeah, we same. can make a whole fucking podcast. Yeah. yeah. I detest Christmas for many different reasons. And of course, who did I marry? Clark Griswold. <laughs> But um, like Thanksgiving, my favorite holiday. But it doesn't get the hype that it should get because no. oh, it helps the supermarkets. But that's it. Mm. There's no. It's so funny how people can like yeah. interpret things, like how the socially, like yep. our world, yeah. can interpret things, right? It's like back to school, Halloween, Christmas. <laughs> like, well, but that's then you have, how... something, you have something like Mother's Day that it's like eh, you should be honoring your mother every day, and then you have Thanksgiving, which is like a real historical event that. 
sometimes people don't even appreciate or mm-hmm. um, take it to value as yes. much as it should be, right? And it's of course fallen into everything else, a totally different yeah. Black Friday, right? Yeah, it's really well, it's Thanksgiving to get to Black holiday. Friday. But at this yeah. point in time, with, with online shopping, there really is no more Black Friday. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like that's what gets yeah. the. It's all like economy driven. Like everything yeah. is economy. Well, Think what about, about the value so behind it. Craft stores have always been a season ahead. Mm-hmm. Always. Because you have to have time to make to it. To make it, sure. Target has always put out their school supplies the Monday after July 4th. A little tidbit I learned, which was when I was in school, that was great. It was there at 8 o'clock in the morning to get my supplies. Yeah. My mom showed up with their kids. But like, at Lowe's and a lot of the other stores, Halloween went out mid-August. Mm-hmm. Christmas goes out mid-September. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Guys, look at that this year. See what you think. Yeah. Um, and look where you're placing else. value. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Yes. But, um, you know, I, I want to, we only have a few minutes left Enough, because yeah. the podcast cuts off at 60, but I just wanted to wrap it up here and just say, you don't know what people are going through by looking at someone. You don't know if they're sick. You don't know their story. I think you should approach people with grace. Everybody has a bad day, and I just think we're, we're human. You just mm-hmm. we're human. Yeah, and- you're human. And listen, you're gonna be an asshole, and someone's gonna be an asshole to you. But just understand you that, just, that you don't know their backstory by looking at someone. You just don't know. So take it with a grain of salt. And just always try to be as kind as you can. I mean, again, we have our good days, bad days in that respect. But just know that we don't know what yeah. the other person is going through. And just try to be as kind as possible. Yeah. Um, I uh, We thank you so much for sharing your story. Well, we do still have a few minutes left oh, if we want to. Oh, 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 if, okay. if, if we do. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. If, we, if we have a guest here, we might as well milk it. Okay, oh, okay, we got a couple minutes. So, huh? so why don't we turn this train around? Because I'm surprised Lori hasn't. I don't know. Um, I'm just so touched by by you, and I, I really respect you yeah, and, and how yeah. how you've navigated carried yourself. Yeah. Um, if you don't, I, and I feel like maybe you don't hear it enough, but I want to tell you that you do, and, and thank I you. thank you yeah. for doing that. You inspire me. So, <laughs> oh, stop! You're making me like Kira. <laughs> But it, it just, it just, it just, just like, it confirms that we're, we're all in this together. We're all in the same boat in our own No, ways. we're all in the same storm, different boats. Different boats. Same storm, different boats. So yeah. I relate to you so much in so many different ways. So I'm so glad that you were able to share that yeah, with us. Yeah, this is not easy, guys. So and really. This is not an easy thing. Yeah. And um, for you to do this is just so brave and so strong. So yeah. thank you for that. I don't know how we can turn that around and be, and be funny because you know me like i can be funny with everything but um it's just um this this you coming on meant a lot to us so i I really do appreciate you you know saying this um but yeah um i know erica wants to go to the porn store later (laughs) it's a candy candy store store. (laughs) yeah okay but like you say candy store like you know what i have such a craving for like besides penis well, Malamars. 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 Malamars, but also Malamar flavor penis. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that. No, that's no, that's just no. That's a joke. But, but you can't ruin Malamars for me. No. <laughs> Jelly Bellies. The burnt popcorn flavor. Ugh, I know. Oh like, no, it's uh, good. Have you ever had it's not burnt popcorn, but no, like I had I had a legit like candy store up the street from my house and they had literally like the jars Yeah. you could go pick your flavors of Jelly Bellies I do not like licorice flavors. neither do no. I I don't really no. like Jelly Bellies all that much but I like the popcorn one I love their watermelon 
Yeah, I'll do, they have I'll quite do a few that. flavors. I'll do lots of, and I'm so happy you pick them out and not have to leave like yes. gross flavors behind. Yeah, there's that sugar crazy place by work. That's yeah, no, it's expensive. It's, it's expensive, but it's deadly. Like, buy the Starbucks. Yeah, that's a diabetic's worst nightmare. I, know, I see it every day. I'm, I'm home. just I'm like, like oh, I'm like, it's expensive, no. and that's what draws me not to go. I hate there. that it's by weight. Screw <laughs> that by weight. Well, I'm, does that mean I'm worth more because I'm heavier? <laughs> like, come on now. I guess so. Price wise. <laughs> You know what I also like? It doesn't like me though. The chocolate covered um, gummy bears. Or oh, gum. I love those. Those are my favorite. So good. Fish. I love, okay, I love like gummy favorite. bears and I love Swedish fish. I don't think I've ever had either one. Chocolate of them covered is like the best of both yeah. worlds. Cho- I don't know if they have chocolate covered Swedish fish. I'm a chocolate covered pretzel person. Like That's good my, too. My Not sweet. A, I like that too. Salty. No. I like, I like a chocolate covered like almond or peanut. But the pretzels, even like the M and M's, it just doesn't do anything for me. But I can understand the hype. I don't like. I'll eat it, but like if she has it, I'll be like, oh, fine. But like, I'd rather do the peanut butter cups or like, you know, but the Reese's peanut butter cups, depending on the size, taste different. Yeah, that is true. I've tried the crunchy too and the and the smooth. Oh, have you guys ever had the ones with the potato chip inside? No, to me that's a little strange. That I'd love to try. No, that salty sweet crunch. With pretzel, I could do the. Potato chip? That I don't know. I, I would mean, try it. Like Very extreme. I probably try it. We get bags, but it. That's yeah, yeah. That's bad. probably it. I'd yeah. Be like, okay. Yeah. So. Well, you guys know our plans for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We, you know, thank you, Carolyn, for doing yes. this. This is yes. uh, this has been great. Um, please slip into our DMs. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, At- which is. X now, now X, which is uh, did we say that underscore podcast and we will be doing one more episode for a whole number of 10 for season two take a bit of a hiatus and, and we'll come September, back after labor day and, and season three from there yeah so let us know what you want to hear in the upcoming season absolutely so uh until then this is freaking frack and we have your back <laughs> bye ta-ta